This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After four consecutive defeats in all competitions for Mansfield Town, Nigel Clough and Andy Garner have taken to the training ground. Are they thinking about stepping into the breach for Ollie Clark and Stephen Quinn? We'll find out when Saturday comes. Trying to figure out what's been going wrong with our defence and conceding from set pieces has been like battling a charity chop jigsaw. Yes, all the pieces are there, but not necessarily for the right jigsaw. Hopefully, Nigel Clough and Andy Garner and their intervention on the training ground this week, if you've watched the iFollow videos, will solve the problem. But can Mansfield Town get back to winning ways as they head for Warsaw on Saturday? The under-23s put in their case for a starting place on Monday night, beating Sunderland under-23s in the Premier League Cup. But did anybody catch the on-watching Nigel Clough and his team's eye? Or will it be predictable changes? We'll talk all about that over the next 45 minutes. Full disclosure, though, myself, Nathan and Clive aren't live tonight. It's currently quarter past ten on Wednesday morning. Where we're all slotting this in before a busy rest of the week. We will be back live though next week, but for now, sit back and enjoy three Stags fans rambling about the ongoing twists and turns at the One Course Stadium on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. show for the fans by the fans why because Mansfield always matters we should have been doing an hour's worth of show but it's going to be 45 minutes because I spent 15 minutes full disclosure not having my webcam turned on and I couldn't for the life of me figure out why there you go I've beat Nathan and Clive to it who I'm sure would have taken great delight in uh, highlighting that Uh, I would usually say good evening to you but it's actually good morning how are we all are we well today Morning, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very well after the uh, nice bit of amusement we've had pre, pre podcast. I was gonna, I'll get a bit concerned. You're gonna lose your discipline, like, uh, like Stags did. I mean, I was planning on doing a Stephen Quinn and kicking uh, the desk, but then I re, I looked, had a little look down and saw all the wooden structures and thought, 
that's going to hurt if I do that, so I'm not going to bother. Um, but there you go. Uh, how are you this morning, Clive, over in uh, sunny Edwinstow? You've got a, a little new toy I can see in the corner of my eye. Yes, I've invested in a microphone. I thought the world deserved to hear me in clarity. Such a shame you're not talking into it, but there you go. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, but I'm sure you'll figure it out. You need to perhaps be a little bit closer to it, but there you go. Um, it's all it's all good though. There we go. That's a bit better. There we go. Oh, I'll edit that out. I should have said I'll edit that out. We should have done this before, but there you go. Um, it's all good though. Um, we are here to talk about Mansfield Town, Nate. Um, obviously, we didn't catch up with you on Sunday. Uh, Mr. Mr. Wilson was exchanged for you. Uh, we do have a bone to pick with you, you though, because um, it's your fault, isn't it? Tell, tell us why. Yeah, it is. I'm, I mean, I've really thought this wouldn't apply this time, but uh, we were given a um, a kind gift from um, from from Paul Brown uh, for AWAS funeral directors who um, treated myself and my family to um, hospitality for the for the match, which was which was fantastic. We had a great time, um, as as always. They do. Um, a really good job in hospitality. Food was delicious, by the way. Um, but uh, the problem is, before that, we'd attended five game. Uh, we'd, we'd attended ten games in hospitality on a Saturday. We'd uh, lost five and drawn five. So obviously, the record wasn't great. Uh, but we thought, you know, we're not we're not paying for this one, so maybe it doesn't count. But it got worse, didn't it? So yeah, it's now five six defeats and five draws on a Saturday in hospitality. It's not good. I think, Clive, there needs to be some sort of um, some sort of punishment, doesn't there? It's like having somebody from the House of Lords with us, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> come on, behave like a proper fan and, and be down with the rest of us and do battle with a sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and I can tell you, it is a battle with those sausage rolls because they're getting soggier and soggier every week. Uh, if that's the only thing that I've got to complain about, though, that's great. As it is, it isn't, Nate, because um, it's not been great on the pitch, has it, at the minute? We're now what, on four consecutive defeats in all competitions. It's not going well. We're conceding from set pieces. We can't seem to find a settled rhythm. And it's got that bad that a shirtless Andy Garner and a shirtless Nigel Clough are now joining in in training and seriously considering picking themselves um, for, for Saturday's game with the two suspensions. Well, I mean, can't, probably can't do much worse, can they? Let's, let's be honest. Um, yeah, you to be honest, for me, it's I don't think it's quite panic stations, it's not the end of the world, you know. Um, yes, it was frustrating one that we lost on Saturday, and then I, you know, the minor we ended up losing, but uh, it's still early days, and you still compare to last season, you know, we, we, I still think we're playing better, and you know, we've, we've, we've got more points on the board than we did at this point last season. Uh, we are still looking good going forward, albeit you know, I, I I don't think we were quite as good on, on Saturday than we have been. Um, you know, I think this was the first game where I can quite comfortably, happily say that Harrogate deserved that win without a shadow of a doubt. I don't think it was I don't think it was one that would come out saying we deserved a point. So and that was before the red card. So you know, that but that's that's gonna happen. You know, we're not gonna go out and win every game and outclass every team. It's it's far from it. So uh, we just need to work work hard now on the training ground and, and right the wrongs and uh was quite interesting a, a couple of weeks ago i can't remember what game it was uh who it was against but Nigel Clough came out and said he was uh fuming that the whole basically the whole game we, we hadn't put a, we hadn't been, uh, committed a foul or or anything like that to say that was going too soft well i think they made up for that but in the wrong way yeah they certainly did with the uh red cards to captain Ollie Clark and to uh, uh, to tenacious and experienced midfielder Stephen Quinn uh, me Clive and Alan spoke about this a little bit on, uh, on on Sunday when we were out in the garden the gazebo I would have invited you around today but I've got to get to work straight after this so um, you know the social niceties which we have and Nathan aren't you also supposedly sort of working at the moment as well you, you you're on phone duty aren't you for the phone rings <laughs> yeah I've, I've, I've taken it I've, I've managed to somehow do a load of bookings this morning and then uh, I managed to get a dog walk in as well before getting on here. So uh, I'm, I'm on it. Productive. But, yeah, I'm, I'm on the phone. Productive. Yeah. Uh, we were talking on Sunday, though, um, about who should come in to uh, replace the two. Who would your picks be? Uh, we, sort of between us, I'm sure Clive will, will clarify that in a second, we were sort of saying the likes of Harry Charlesley, perhaps Tyree Sinclair, it could be his moment, um, which ties nicely into the under-23s game, which me and Clive will talk about in a minute. But who would your choices be to come into that starting lineup as we head for Warsaw? On uh, on Saturday afternoon, Nate. Um, I mean, there's probably a shout for Ryan Sturk as well. Um, 
you know, he, he could be dropped into uh, Maris's place and Maris could be moved further up the pitch where we know he can, um, you know, where, where he did very well for, for Cambridge. Even though he has settled in it at the moment, you know, we, he, that is a, an option. And I think um, that's trusted by Clough a little bit more. He's, he, you know, he featured more this season. Uh, before obviously getting COVID, but obviously there's a question mark on how he's recovered from that. But I'd say he'd, he'd be in contention. Uh, but for me, Tyree Sinclair, I think he's got to be. I'd be, I'd, I'd be really happy to see him in the in the team. That's for sure. Um, it's just where where do you put him? I think that's the issue. How, how do you move it around to to maybe get the the best out of out of him? Because I think obviously he's uh, going to be more effective in an in attacking position. So so far, Chelsea for me is. You know, he's played a couple of games. He hasn't done anything wrong, but he hasn't done anything to maybe say, I should be starting. So I think he needs to be an option from from the bench. Um, but I, I still think we've got cover there. Obviously, it's, it's a pain losing two players, but I think we've got adequate cover there to, to still do well. And, and I think, uh, you know, um, a break for Quinn and a break for, for Clark isn't the end of the world in the grand scheme of things. It's an interesting one. We'll delve more into the under twenty threes game later on, Clive, when we talk about more about you know the younger players, the Coopers, etc., who impressed us. But talking there on the back of what Nathan said about Sinclair coming in, we said on Sunday that we wanted to have a look, didn't we, about you know um, how he'd play, where he'd play, and, and what he'd do. What I found interesting was that the under twenty threes went with a more four, more of a four three three: Sinclair, Bowery, uh, and Kane up top. Yeah. Sinclair had a. a Fairly decent this game, to be fair. Got himself on the score sheet, um, some decent set pieces in there as well. I'm a little bit disappointed, though, that we didn't sort of match the formation um, that we that we did on Saturday, uh, you know, in that defeat at home to Harrogate and see Sinclair in that attacking wide left position. But um, again, maybe he's he, close thinking and sort of said, look, I'd like you to play with a front, front three on, on Monday night in the under-23s because that's what I'm thinking of going with uh, on Saturday, which would please us as well. So... On that basis, did Sinclair do enough for you on uh, on Monday night to to warrant that starting place? I think the lad deserves a chance. <clears throat> I mean, my, I worry that if he doesn't get a proper chance, he's going to have to be loaned out because his his career has gone into a bit of a cul-de-sac. Otherwise, um, I think <clears throat> the reality is we're going to start with Hawkins if he's available and fit, and it's the question of how Hawkins self configures the forward line. How do you play with Hawkins? And does Sinclair have a good place alongside Hawkins? I personally think he does. I think what he brings is uh, a degree of speed and, and agility. Um, and he also buys lots of free kicks and he likes to take free kicks. So in, in that respect, he could work quite well. Um, and that doesn't actually mess around too much with the existing midfield. So I do see him as a forward, but I think I'm, what I'm really saying, it has to be a forward line of three Three forwards, so it has to be four three three. You don't like that, I do. No, I do like that. Actually. <laughs> I, I do like that. I think um, we 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 play well in it. I just liked. I want. I just liked the actual variety of the the four two because it sort of it should have helped us defensively. But if I was to choose my top sort of three formations, four three three would undoubtedly be number one. Yeah, I think it's a simplistic approach, and and I'm I'm always guilty of being a little bit simple. The, uh, <clears throat> the the and I don't pretend to fully understand the virtues of the diamond. It's uh, I'm too old for all this. But the, <clears throat> the 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 point is, you play to players' strengths. And at the moment, if all you're doing is dropping someone in as a, a late replacement, then they're, they're very unlikely to be playing in the position they feel themselves strongest to be in. So I think we have to give Sinclair a chance. Um, and I, I think there's never been a more opportune moment to do that, given the suspensions and, and non-availabilities. Clive mentioned something quite interesting in there, Nath, about, you know, if Sinclair doesn't get this opportunity now, then when is he going to get it? And I think, you know, I think he's got a very valid point. Well, I mean, coming off the back of last season, you know, he, he did get a quite a bit of game time, obviously because he was he was really needed then. You know, our squad was, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't the greatest in, in depth. So we had to call upon the youngsters. But the thing is, he, he didn't do anything wrong. In fact, in some ways, he was the one that... that you know, helped helped us turn our fortunes around. So, based off you know coming off that, you'd have hoped to see him feature a little bit more this season. He, you know, he did pretty well in the preseason friendlies when he when he when he was playing. So, he's not really done anything anything wrong. I think he just needs his 
you know, his break where those players that you'd probably say are more experienced or, you know, more trusted ahead of him because they've had league experience, you know, for them to drop out of the team and him come in and then he's got to try and keep it. Well, like, this is this is probably the moment, isn't it? You know, aside from the fact that if midfielders and you're probably wanting more, you know, in a forward position, but when you've missed, when, you, when you've got two players missing, surely Sinclair's, you know, going to be the choice for one of those. Yeah, I'd agree. I think, you know, you look at um, where he can sit and where he can play and definitely on the left-hand side of that um, midfield, Clive, I think that's definitely something where he can play and then pushing up to that forward line. We've just got to make sure that we get that balance right to make sure that that, you know, the continuity down that left-hand side where we like to play the majority of our football with uh, McLaughlin and Quinn, whoever comes in for Quinn, we've just got to make sure that if that is Sinclair, that they're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I'm thinking beyond the immediate, though. When we've got all of our midfielders back um, and playing as well as they did last season, um, where the where do you put Sinclair in that midfield? He has to play more of a striker role. Mm. At the moment, yeah. I think you can make you can be excused for sticking him wherever there's a hole, but that's not good for the player. No, and especially for a young player like him who's, you know, eager to impress and, and keen to develop. And um, we'll talk more about the other ones that, you know, are knocking on the door with the under 23 uh, game uh, later on, because obviously we went to, to watch that and had a really good look at um, those young players. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about Nathan Bishop as well um, later on. Um, final thoughts, though, Nathan, um, from, uh, from, from Saturday uh, and looking ahead to this weekend, of course. We tried to tinker with it. I think if we'd have stayed at 11 v 11, I think we'd have probably got back into the game sooner rather than later. No doubt those, um, you know, red cards did cost us. Nigel Clough says that he's not going to be appealing them because he doesn't uh, have faith in the appeal system, which is a nice little dig at the FA, which I thought. Um, He says that it looks like Ollie Clark will only be a one-game ban um, and Stephen Quinn, obviously, more of a three-game ban, but they're still awaiting confirmation on that. You know, in an ideal situation, it would be great if if Ollie Clark's was a one game man. But I think we've got to perhaps prepare ourselves for the worst, haven't we? Well, yeah, that's it. Um, until you get confirmation, you don't want to be relying on that. But I don't think that we're looking to that far ahead anyway. It's, it's on to the next game, and obviously, we we know we're going to be missing two players, uh, two two starting players, um, you know, for the next match. So it doesn't matter at this point what happens after that. We need to focus on Warsaw because. You know, that's, that's the next game that we need to bounce back from. So, um, yeah, let's just just wait and see with that. But I kind of disagree with the the point that if we had eleven on the pitch, we'd have won. We'd have we got back into that game. I, I don't think we would have. I thought, unfortunately, whether we were having an off day or what, I, I think Harrogate were for for a lot of that game um, head and shoulders above us. So um, we just have to take that one on the chin and move on. Maybe I'm trying to be uh, overly positive in my uh, ever-growing old age. Let's hear from another man who tries to be positive after the games, though. Uh, It is the Stags boss, Nigel Clough. Uh, He's been speaking to I Follow Stags this week. This is what he had to say on the two sending-offs of Ollie Clark and Stephen Quinn, who will, of course, both be missing for this weekend's trip to Warsaw. We considered appealing Ollie Clarks. Uh, it was a little bit harsh, uh, but we don't have a great deal of faith in the appeals process, uh, unless it's absolutely clear. Then uh, you know, uh, it's very difficult to overturn decisions. I think Ollie Clark will only be one, and I think Stephen Quinn will probably be three. But we await confirmation on that. We've got players who were featured last night in the under twenty three. He's got a game under the belt, um, and it gives an opportunity with two players being suspended. It gives a, a great opportunity for another couple of people to come in. All the good things we're doing are overshadowed at the moment by um, our defending from set plays. We've now conceded six goals at home in the last two home games, um, four of them from set plays, three directly in one second phase. Uh, so it doesn't take a genius to work out what we need to improve upon, uh, despite working on them and so on. It's very much an individual thing within a team that you have to do your job from set plays and then it's a, a collective after that. Uh, and we're not doing either at the moment, which is what's costing us the, the points. Well, you keep working on it and you keep stressing to them the importance and then eventually, obviously, you have to change individuals if they're not doing the jobs. But there's so many good things uh, within the performance uh, and we're just not dealing with, uh, with, with the corners and set plays that are coming in. It also uh, highlights the importance of set plays because we scored from one. Uh, they scored two direct in one second phase. So all four goals on Saturday uh, came from dead ball situations. Uh, and Harrogate, the sort of team that maybe don't create an awful lot from open play, uh, but they capitalise on your mistakes and they're very, very dangerous from, from set plays. 
we're playing well, we are creating chances. And I think they have this thing called expected goals now or something like that, you know, from your performances and, and the, the quality of the chances you created. And I think we're pretty much topping that. So balls in the box, final third entries, all things like that. Uh, we're well up there. Um, but it's just dealing with these set plays that we have to do better that's costing us games. I don't think we're that far off, honestly. If it feels that close sometimes, you can taste it. You know, uh, to get off to such a good start with our two wins and then a draw that should have been a win. Uh, and you look at the last three games that we've played, uh, we haven't been outplayed in any of them. Uh, and we could easily argue um, a case for getting points from all of them, yet with three defeats in the league on the spin, which hurts. You've got to then, even when you're not sort of winning games, we've got to get draws. Uh, and try and sort of keep that board ticking along and keep the confidence going. It's defeats uh, which crush confidence. It's Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. You can hear more from the Stags boss by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Uh, he's speaking to Radio Nottingham on there. He's got another interview there. And you can see him, his silky skills in uh, training as well uh, with him and Andy Garner both uh, joining in and having a little look at that one. Uh, he says in there, boys, that he doesn't think that we're far off uh, the boil, far off getting what we want to get. Um, what do you think, Nathan? Are we far away or, or, or do you think that... Nigel Clough has pretty much got the nail on the head with that one. No, I, I agree. We're we're not that far away. Uh, like I said, going forward, we're we we're, we're creating good chances, and you want hopefully just someone to get a bit of confidence or get a bit of luck and stick a couple more away. But you wouldn't have to score as many if you didn't give away so many easy, soft, simple, silly goals. Uh, you know, a couple have been referee decisions that haven't helped us, obviously. But that that, that happens in football at our level. But some of them are just terrible, you know, it's basically, well, yeah, terrible defending. It's simple as that. So if, you go, if you're going to concede three at home, you, you know, to win a game, you've got to score four. So you're making your job a lot harder. Yeah, we are making it a lot harder for ourselves, Clive. And we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, weren't we, in terms of would you take a game now where we defend more and, you know, try not to, you know, go all out attack? Because I think we are leaving ourselves a little bit exposed and we are making it hard for ourselves because we're having to go and score three or four goals uh, a game would you would you sacrifice a 90 minutes just try and you know solidify solidify the uh, that was a really bad bell ring because it was out of the way uh, solidify um that um back four a little bit and, and tighten things up at the back or do you just sort of want to carry on as we're doing which for me is a little bit of a wing and a prayer at times yeah, reluctant as I am to say I'd, I'd sooner we win 1-0 uh, than 5-3. Um, I suppose it's a needs-must situation. We have to plug the hole at the back first. And from that, the midfield then has the confidence to drive forward in a way that they've been hesitant to do so. But we need to score goals. And it's all right in spouting stats. I mean, some of them are very interesting stats, no doubt. But as my old man used to say, until you stick the bladder in the onion bag, it doesn't matter a jot and we need to score goals. So I, I don't think it's as simple as saying, let's let's seal up the back end. We've got to we've got to stretch the game in both directions. And we've got we've recruited players with the talent to score goals. We need to see that coming into fruition now. Um, I think it'll all come. I have very little pessimism about the whole situation. I'm disappointed, of course, like the rest of us with recent games outcomes. But Clough was right in saying that we weren't outplayed drastically and with a little bit of a tailwind, we could have got something from the game. So there's a lot of would-haves and should-haves in there. The one thing I do disagree with Clough on, I think he was a bit disingenuous with, with his explanation as to why they weren't going to appeal the sending off. Mm. I think like the rest of us, he's had a look at it and realised it was a genuine sending off. You know, the, His initial reaction after the game was he thought that it wasn't, it wasn't the last line of defence. Well, he clearly was. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he has a downer with, with the uh, officials is full stop at the moment. And I think we've, we've all seen some pretty ordinary and pretty awful uh, refereeing and refereeing assistance performances this season so far. So I can understand why they feel a bit down about it. Yeah, it'd have been nice. It would have been nice, though. Sorry, were you going to? I was going to say, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Even I can't remember. Um, and just on the back of that point, though, Nathan, what Clive made there, I think sometimes, you know, it's a, it's a common managerial trait, isn't it? They can come out and, and blame the officials, but I think it perhaps should have been a little bit more, you know, putting people on the line, saying, look. Um, obviously, he's trying to protect his captain and what have you with um, with with saying about he's being the last man, but also 
perhaps he needs to just take a little look and, and sort of say, look, we're not defending well from set pieces. We're not getting there. We're not doing our jobs properly. And, and that's got to change. And maybe he needs to throw his players under the bus a little bit more, Nathan, in order to... To, to go on and, and to maybe get a bit of a reaction because that's clearly what's needed right now. We need a reaction. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can do much throw, much more throwing. Obviously, we know what happened a few weeks ago with uh, Elliot, Elliot Hewitt. <laughs> it certainly threw him a long way. Um, you know, I think it's got to be to the right characters. I think you can only do that to the people that you know can, can handle that sort of uh, public criticism. So... Um, it, it depends. Um, I think uh, the, 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 obviously the officials have been frustrating. I think the, the issue is for me on, on on Saturday that the red cards weren't 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 disputable. I think they they were red cards. I think there was other things. There was other points in that match where the officials were getting things wrong, and I think that was a frustrating bit, which led to then I think the focus being on the red cards. Just that's where the anger spilled out to. And uh, I think you know he said after the game about p- potential penalty shouts, which. Uh, seem to have just been forgotten now and most focusing on the red cards, which were red cards. So I think that's where, yeah, I think that there's just a lot of frustration there, as always, as with referees at our level. And then you've just got the fact that we've we've performed badly defensively again, which is, uh, again, just um, maybe just being focused on the refs a little bit too much when actually, um, regardless of those red cards, we still conceded from, from set pieces. So, and... You know, one of them was with, with 11 men. So, yeah, um, we just, it's it's difficult because obviously we've missed out on key players in the transfer window. We've got who we've got now. Um, we've just got to work hard to deal with it. And just to add on a little bit about what, what sort of Clive was saying about, well, what you asked Clive about, do we have to go more defensively to, to build back up? Um, for me, one of the signs to say that we possibly do uh, was was on Saturday. We we saw Gordon and McLaughlin getting forward a lot less than they have been doing. And and is that a a confidence issue of those players behind them? Are they now hanging back because they're worried about shipping goals, and then it and, and therefore it's detriment having a detriment effect going forward. So do we now have, as a collective have to defend better and and focus more on that, and then build slowly going forward and and work on it that way, like we did last year. I certainly think it's worth looking at. I do feel, though, that we are um, swimming in a a pool of negatives at the minute. So let's jump out and then jump back in where the water's a little bit clearer, Clive. And that comes by a Mansfield town side that are capable of winning and are capable of keeping clean sheets. Step forward, Richard Cooper, legend, and the under-23s. at The One Course Stadium on Monday night, Clive. uh, Sunderland under-23s, the first opponents in the first of six group games in the Premier League under 23's cup um 300 or so stags fans there including ourselves what did you make of it i thought it was a very entertaining game especially in the first half we were we were magnificent going forward um and, and you'd expect sunderland to put us to a real test and and the, there were no mugs in the sunderland side but we, we had the beating of them i thought we were particularly strong in the back four and uh, sinclair had a bit of a roving brief as well which helped but uh, I mean, with the exception of Bowery, who seemed to me a little bit uh, non-committed, and I'll, I'll apologise if he isn't, just the way he looked. Um, every player in the side was was really good and on form and worth a, worth their place. I could criticise anybody in the side, including the keeper, who let's remember had a fairly painful experience in the uh, Papa Luigi Cup. So uh, I think. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really encouraged by having witnessed what I saw on Monday. Particularly uh, um, impressed by Cooper. I thought he, he held his place really well. Um, Sturk played well. I think we've all agreed that Sturk's probably destined to be a first-team regular. Charles was all right. Um, but we scored three really good goals. And, and that's all you want from your team. Second half, we just didn't give him a chance. The uh, goalkeeper only had one, uh, maybe two shots to save, and he did them well. And he was—he seemed to be in command of his area. All things being equal, oh, that was a great game. In fact, some wag behind me said, "Why don't we play this eleven on Saturday?" 
<laughs> it's not as daft as it sounds, but obviously that won't happen. But. There's also a massive golfing class. That's not, uh, let's oh, not yeah. uh, underestimate that. I completely agree with you. I think George Cooper's a, a good young talent to, to keep an eye on. He was certainly impressive in pre-season as well. Needs some more senior football and, and perhaps we'll, we'll get that as the season goes on. But he's in good hands under Richard Cooper uh, and the staff there as well. But what interests me, Nate, really, is you know when you look at the, the, the side on paper and you read the reports and you, you know who was playing... The phrase under 23s is, is very, very unfair because it actually felt more like a, a first a reserve team because all of those players that played in that starting 11, perhaps with the exception of George Cooper, I'm not entirely sure on his situation. I'm sure he'll maybe bit in, in between. But let's say at least 10 of those starting 11, Nath, are training with the first team on a you know a, a daily basis with you know three or four of them and what you would actually class as first team as you know the likes of you know Harry Charles Lee um, Tyree Sinclair etc etc you know George Shelby the, the the goalkeeper as well so uh, Ryan Burke another one Ryan Sturk so in actual fact the, the phrase under 23s is perhaps a little bit unfair but it's nice to have a competitive reserve I use the term loosely but com- reserve competition because Nigel Clough was watching and none of those players would have done any harm, especially considering the situation they, they, they face ahead of this weekend's fixtures. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, look, when you, like I say, when you look at the team, it's a very strong side. Uh, even when you look at, consider last, last year, like Jason Law obviously was a first teamer, Keaton Ward, and, uh, you know, there's still a few players there that I featured more last season and I do think will have a uh, part to play this year. Um, and I think it kind of, um, I don't, we, you know, this is a new new cup format thing which has been brought in this year uh, this, this Premier League Cup obviously we, we're not knowing much about it but it kind of goes to show what sort of uh, that, that win that we did get against Salford against Cam's team a few weeks ago to actually qualify for this group stage was actually quite a significant thing because actually these games do offer us quite a lot especially when you consider the timing of this one coming after you know uh, some defeats obviously now missing players that's been that perfect little sort of carrot dangling for those players who went out there to say, actually, you know, Gaffer need, needs players for Saturday. If I go out there and put in a performance and and show him that I am capable, I might get I might get caught for the first team. And that's what it should be about. That's what these games should be there for. It should be there for development, obviously, of course, um, to get people minutes. Yes, absolutely. But ultimately, those players need to, you know, want to progress to the next level. And that's to get into the... First, well, into the senior squad. So, and and by the sounds of it, I didn't know we could even go. Otherwise, I probably would have gone along myself. But by the by the sounds of it, they've uh, done themselves no harm at all. Yeah, they certainly did themselves no harm. Um, uh, it was a very good display from the under 23s Interesting to see James Perch sort of sat on the bench and sort of uh, gained a bit of coaching experience alongside Richard Cooper. That was quite nice to see him uh, support the lads uh, as well. There were a couple of others that were on watching. Jaden Charles, who's on loan at York at the moment, was was in there and was watching um, some of the lads as well, which was nice to see. But so in terms of performance... Um, it was nice for good for Shelby because you know, like Clive said, he had a bit of a nightmare against Harrogate, one he wants to forget. Nice to see him keep a clean sheet. Is a lot better than what people gave him credit for after that Harrogate game. Maybe the emotions uh, and disappointment taking over there a little bit, but um, certainly Sturk impressed me in the centre of that midfield. He'll be one that I'll be pushing for a place on on Saturday and probably will do so. Nice to see Charles. He gets some minutes as well. Was a little bit quiet at times, but um, had a lot of energy and, and kept running. And then. Um, Tyree Sinclair had his, his usual game of showing the, the flair, showing what he can do. Um, and also impressed with Keaton Ward as well, a little bit at centre-half, who had a little bit of a, a nightmare um, in the Harrogate game because he was playing that position against you know more senior players, but uh, did very, very well. Um, be interesting to see how that team develops. The only disappointment for me is the fact that that cup competition is only sort of once a month we won't be able to go and see them at home again until January when they play the the remaining two home games but let's add a little reserve league in there as well and keep that competitiveness going because it is really really beneficial especially you know when there are places up for grabs and and people knocking on the door um I have to agree with Clive um as well in terms of Bowery and I apologize if this isn't the case for him personally but he did seem a little bit disinterested at times. In fact, the only really time, Clive, and you, you know this because you were you there, that he seemed to sort of enjoy playing was the last 10 minutes when, guess where he went, Nath? 
<laughs> yeah, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying that, am I, Clive? Really? No, no, he does. He looks very comfortable in that position. Now, all right, it's not the level of com- uh, competitor that we're going to get in League Two, but I thought he looked he looked at home there. I'd really consider him to be a reserve centre back, um, uh, and at the moment we've been having problems with centre back positions. He's worthy of he's worthy in the squad simply for that reason, in my opinion. The, the problem is um, with that. Is I saw already. I've seen seen the comment, but we put in Barry there, which you know, if he could go and do a job. But the minute he makes a mistake, automatically oh, yeah. straight away, everyone's going to be on him or on Clough as well to say, "Well, that's what you get for playing a, a striker centre back." So you can't win with that. And it's, the, it's the Stags fans, yeah, the Stags fans will jump down the throat of anybody who makes a mistake. Look at what happened with the new boy on the, on Saturday. He, mm-hmm. he, he he had to hit the ground running. With no real uh, association with the club for it before, I think he managed to get two or maybe one and a half training sessions in. You're not going to be fitting properly under those circumstances. He started off aggressively, and, and you could tell he was a little bit off pace. But he grew into the game, and in the, in the second half, he was pretty good. Uh, I'd have no um, hesitation in placing him on the team sheet for Saturday at Warsaw. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to the under 23s, what was interesting to see the cameo performance of. A young gentleman called Gail, who yes. we'd recruited uh, a couple of weeks ago, quietly from Long Eaton mm. as an under twenty-three player. I was quite impressed. He, he, his physique was was pretty good. Um, he was fit. Uh, he was eager. Um, I'd like to see players like that. I mean, obviously they've they've brought him in for a reason. They've seen something in the lad, um, and it's it's testimony to the, the club's forward thinking as well. That they actually, apart from firefighting around the obvious problems we've got, they're looking forward. And uh, I think he's an example of looking forward and getting young players in to develop. Yeah, that certainly shows the good working relationship that the club have um, with other people as well. Ian Deacon, of course, a former Stags goalkeeper, the manager at uh, Long Eaton United, and he sort of signposted uh, young Gale onto them. And I'm sure we'll talk about him more in, in coming months. But time is against us now. So we're going to go from one goalkeeper recommending a striker to another goalkeeper who's... Uh, Trying to hit the ground running, he's yet to keep a clean sheet for the Stags, but he is pulling off a number of really good saves to keep Mansfield in the game. All that's missing from his game so far is that elusive clean sheet. It very nearly came at Colchester, which he talks about in this little clip, which we're we're going to hear now. His name is Nathan Bishop. He's on loan from Manchester United, and he's been speaking to I Follow Stags. It's been tough going. We've had a we've had a really good group of teams. We've had good games. It's been tough, and I think taking the first two games, Newport, Bristol, I think they were they were really exciting games, and we were in a really positive like forward motion. I think we we've been knocked back a few, like a bit with that not getting the luck of the green at this point in time. But as I say, it's exciting and we've got plenty more to come. I don't think I've sta- stood out as if like you could say, wow, he's been unbelievable. But as again, like it's about learning the team, learning the learning the system, playing games and working our way in to hopefully be ready to push on and excel more. I think you have to be your, your harshest critic at times and I think it's so important as well. But again... We'll get there, and as long as I'm pushing myself and we're pushing each other, that's the most important thing. Coming into this team, like doing well, like you meet the new lads, and it was a short. I had a short preseason, I had about a week to to get to know everyone. So before the league came in, so that was that was probably the most positive thing, like getting to know everyone and getting on good terms and a positive footstep with everyone at early doors. But um, in terms of improvement, I think again, like Colchester, you can you can we could shut the game out so much better. I could shut the game out so much better. Like it shouldn't probably come to a penalty in the end because could probably do more time wasting take a card something like that I think that's learning the game and that's what I need to do more of he come up to me after and he said what were you doing like in the in the build up to the penalty where I decided to stand one side and it was just something that I thought of and like put together like just to see if I could psych him out sort of thing but yeah I hit my hand and I was unlucky but that happens and that's football. Listen, I can learn as much as I can learn about an individual that takes penalties. But other than that, there's no there's no secret to it. It's just how I feel in the moment, how I'm going to back myself in the moment, and just go with what I believe in. That's really games. We were we were playing good football, like we were exciting. But sometimes it's not about playing good football. It's just about winning the game. And I think we did that in the first two league games. We won the game, and it wasn't. It didn't have to be exciting. It didn't have to be outstanding. It just had to be a case of winning football matches. And I think yeah, we've been unlucky in the last three matches to. We've had decisions go against us, things like that, and we've had two red cards. Like it's it's been tough stuff, but we'll get there and definitely on our way to getting three points again. There's so much to come. The individuals that are in this team, the team collectively, the manager, the coaching staff, everyone, they believe in 
one direction. I think it's so exciting what's left to come and finding our feet. But once you find your feet, you start running. So I think it's exciting. Once you find your feet, you start running wise words uh, from a young Stags goalkeeper there, Nathan Bishop, who's, of course, on loan from Manchester United. Uh, from one Nathan to another, though, um, you were listening to uh, his comments there. Um, he's a very, very enthusiastic uh, young goalkeeper. And to be honest, when I listened to that for the first time this morning, Nathan, um, it was uh, it was quite refreshing to hear that, you know, he's got the enthusiasm there. Yeah, I mean, it was... Um... It was the same on, obviously, got the man of the match on, on Saturday and he came up into the hospitality afterwards to do a bit of an interview. Um, and it was the same then, he even sort of off the back of, a, obviously, a very disappointing afternoon. Um, you know, he's still a very positive, sort of, still got a positive mindset, um, you know, and uh, I think he, yeah, I, th- I think he is, is a great keeper and I do think there'll be, you know, more to come from him throughout the season. And I think once we get the whole relationship between him and the, the, the four in front of him, uh, we, we should be stronger. Uh, but I, like I, said, I don't think the issue necessarily lies with lies with him. I think it is, unfortunately, um, you know, ahead of him at the moment. And uh, if we can fix that little bit, that little bit that's going wrong there, then hopefully we'll have a, you know, a, a sort of strong back five, including him. But I think he, for me, could be um, one of the most important signings throughout the, you know, for, for this season, because we'd, we needed a, a strong goalkeeper in between the sticks and, you know, touch wood. I think we have got it with him. What I'm about to say now is by no means a criticism at all of anyone. It's just the situation we found ourselves in. And I said it during our pre-season, Clive, and that was I was concerned about him coming in late to the group because he'd stayed with Manchester United, of course, uh, during pre-season to cover for goalkeepers returning from the Euros and things like that. Um, I think... I'm not saying that it's to blame, but I certainly think that it's playing a little part at the minute because like everyone else, it does take time to form relationships. It does take time to form bonds and understanding. And when you're playing games thick and fast like we have been doing, um, sometimes those errors can creep in. And uh, I just hope that, you know, I think we've been patient with him so far. Stags fans have been refreshingly patient with him um, as well. There's a, the odd comment here and there, but... Um, I do genuinely think that given time that a good real relationship can be formed between Bishop and uh, a settled back four and it, it will, you know, um, solidify us a little bit more to, uh, uh, to to tighten things up at the back. It's just a shame that, you know, we, we had to almost miss three weeks worth of time to allow that to happen because of the situation with him being in on loan. Yeah, I don't think there's a great deal to worry about. I mean, apart from one fluffed goal kick, which unfortunately led to a goal at the second attempt in one game, he's done nothing wrong. Um, he very nearly saved the penalty, which they shouldn't have had in the first place down in Colchester. Um, Sorry to jump in on that. Refreshing also just to hear him sort of say, I should have done more there. I could have took a yellow card and, and time wasted. That's that's really brave thing to say and, and not to, to sort of you know go, well, we should have done this and that. He took onus on it, which I thought was quite refreshing. Yeah, and I think uh, he, with experience, would perhaps have played that last five minutes differently. Um, but, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't hold him responsible for that. There was, there was faults in front of him that led to the ultimate problem. I, I've no anxiety about that. I know, he, I know he started late, and that's never ideal. And I know it takes time to build that uh, relationship with your back line. And it doesn't help when the back line disintegrates through all sorts of reasons and has to be replaced, changed and, and reshaped. But it'll come. It'll come. And I think he commands quite well for a young player. Yeah, he's a very uh, vocal goalkeeper, which I certainly uh, I certainly rate quite highly. Uh, what have you made of him, Nathan? Are you, are you going to back him automatically because his name's Nathan? Or um, do, you, do you think that he's come in and really you know, made that number one spot his, his own? I mean, he's obviously a legend for the, for the superb first name he's got. But... Uh... No, like like Clive said, I don't think he's done anything anything particularly wrong so far, um, and and even though you know, even though he has come in come in late, it probably doesn't make that much odds anyway. Because I mean, the, that back four seems to be changing quite a bit at the moment anyway. So um, I don't think that's I don't think it's down to a lack of communication while we're doing things wrong. It's I think it's more individual errors, and he he can't prevent that from from defenders making defensive errors. So uh, no, like I said, I think we've got a good. Good, you know, good goalkeeper uh, in, which is which was important. Um, it's it's in front of them, in front of him, where I see that the problem is at the moment. 
Yeah, certainly so. And uh, it's just getting that balance right, isn't it? Getting that back four, getting that back four settled and uh, getting us into a rhythm which we can all, um, you know, look at and, and all <laughs> tighten up. And I think that might come now. Now we've got that extra centre-back coming. Um, be interesting to see how far Perch is actually away because we seem to be getting different reports every single day. But I'm sure that's a, a conversation for another day. We do need to turn our attentions now to um, Warsaw on Saturday and, of course, take part in the excellent game which is podcast predictions Nathan Edge is the only person out of everybody um, that scored a point last week at home to Harrogate because you put uh, down uh, the goal scorer of, uh, of Reese Oates which got you a, a bonus point which keeps you just at the top of the podcast prediction table Nath didn't I put us for a defeat as well, or did I? Did I not? Did I? Did I back us in the end? I think you backed us in the end. Yeah, you, you did. Oh, back what us am I in doing? What am I, what am I playing at? Um, yeah, no. I, well, you know how it is. These, these prediction games, I'm always always up there near the top. You know how it is. Uh, did, did you ask me for some Warsaw prediction? I, I've lost. I've, I've, I've no, that's there. that's literally what I'm about to do now. Get oh, with okay, the go. get with the thought train, son. Get with the thought train. Uh, the podcast predictions game. If you don't know what it is, it's the game where you guys at home can take us on every single week. Every single week on the podcast, we will give our predictions uh, for the game. So that is, of course, uh, the outcome of the game, the result, and the goal scorers for bonus points. The points couldn't be more simple. Although I'm sure the way I explain them will make them complicated. If you get the outcome at Absolutely spot on. So say, for example, that Nathan says that we're going to win 1-0 on Saturday at Warsaw and we do win 1-0 on Saturday at Warsaw. He will get three whole points. If he then correctly predicts that uh, Nathan Bishop will score a goal, doesn't matter how, he might come up for a corner or a long goal kick and Nathan Bishop does score a goal, he will get an extra point for getting the goal scorer right. If, however, we win 2-1 and Nathan Bishop scores... Uh, Nathan will get Nathan Edge that is will get one point for getting the outcome right because we've won the game and an extra bonus point for getting one of the goal scorers right I think that's as clear as I can make it Clive right even you know you've you've understood the rules now yeah I've never understood the rules from the start so it helps actually not to understand from my point of view basically just give it a go I love how you made it even more complicated by adding another Nathan in there just to you could have made it any harder, really. <laughs> I know, I know, annoying. Right, sticking on the Nathan theme then. Um, go on, give me your prediction for uh, for Saturday. I'm going to go for, uh, we're going to bounce back. We're going to get a clean sheet, 2-0 win. And your goal scorers, please. Reese Oates, two games in a, in a row. And uh, go on, my son's called Oliver, so Oliver Hawkins. Oh, you're going to go for Ollie Hawkins. You going down the, the name theme? I mean, your son also should have a middle name of Stephen, so you could have put Stephen McLaughlin in there. I mean, Man of the match, we... Stephen McLaughlin. Shocking, uh, Clive. What about yourself? What are you going to go with? Can I ask a question first? Is, is you, Danny you fit? Is Danny fit to play? Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson. Uh, he was fit. Any? He was fit anyway. I just think he was just dropped for the formation change. He's done nothing. Oh, sorry, Karen. I don't know whether to put him on the list of Anyway, bounce back ability agreed. 3-0 win. Oh, big win. Uh, and I'm going to go for Hawkins, Oates, Lapsley. Oh, okay. Um, see, now, I completely agree with the, uh, the, the bounce back ability, but I'm doubting our ability to keep a clean sheet. Um, so I'm going to go for... I think we're going to score three, but I think it's going to be 3-1. I think we're going to be 1-0 down at half-time. You don't get any bonus points for that, by the way. Um, but I think it's the bounce-back ability. Clough's going to come in. It's going to kick off Stephen Quinn style, start kicking everybody, and then we're going to come out. And in front of the Stags fans, we're going to score three goals. And I think those people who are going to score those three goals are Tyree Sinclair, because I think he's going to start. Um, I think that um, now that Reese Oates has got off the score sheet, I agree with you two. I think he will score. Um, and I will go with, just to sort of, um, I'm going to go with him again. Prove the doubt was wrong from Saturday. I'm going to go with Richard Nartley as well to, to get a goal from a set piece because Clough has said uh, that we uh, that you know we do uh, do well with the set pieces. Am I being overly ambitious, Nate? What do you think? Yeah, pretty much. You think I'm being overly ambitious. I need to maybe, what where am I being overly ambitious with? I'm saying that, it's over ambitious for a goal, a defender to score, or that we're going to not 
that we're not going to concede and, and, and go not, well, not going to keep I, I think you're being probably more sensible than, than we are, actually. I've I, I, I realised now I've gone for the clean sheet, but forgetting that we're also missing Quinn. Uh, and Clark. Together. Yeah. And I'm... I'm I'm not a massive fan of Clark, but that's a kind of discussion for another day. But um, but yeah, I, I forgot that we're going to be a little bit more weaker in midfield, so uh, I'm regretting my decision already. But maybe, maybe you'll be more right than us. Time will tell. I am never right on these things. Uh, by the way, if you want to travel uh, away on uh, on Saturday, uh, then of course you uh, you can do so uh, on that. The SSA taking a coach to Warsaw, departing the One Course Stadium at 11am. £10 for all SSA members, £15 for non-members. Uh, all you need to do to book your seats is call 07967 689 597. That's 07967 Six eight nine five nine seven to book your seats and travel away with the SSA uh, to uh, Warsaw on Saturday, the Bank Stadium. It looks like, Clive, it will be a, uh, a nice, busy afternoon. It looks like there'll be plenty of Stags fans going to cheer Nigel Clough and the boys on. Yes, I think so. I think it's it's almost a local derby, Warsaw, isn't it? In the absence of Notts and Chesterfield and Grimsby and, all the, and Lincoln and all the other ones we used to have. So we've got... Warsaw, Port Vale and uh, Scunthorpe as our local teams now. They'll be a good following. And we did well there last year and the year before. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. By the way, can I just say that when we next do a Sunday sermon thing, we really ought to have Nathan Bishop on there, didn't we? Because we've got a priest and a, a bishop would be outranking you, wouldn't it? Maybe our Nathan can wear a, a nice hat. And I'll come as a nun. <laughs> You've never been a nun in your life, I mean, mate. Never been a nun in your life. I mean, this this Sunday, I'm going to be by a pool in Marbella, so um, could be could be sat there in the speed. Nathan, road, shut up. Yeah, and also this this <laughs> Sunday, I'll be on a train to London. In fact, by the time we do the com- the, the Sunday sermon, I'll be in a comedy club. Sadly, not performing on stage, although my excellent jokes, I'm sure, would go down an absolute storm. But uh, the comedy you think so? show could be on the Saturday. Who knows? Well, let's let's hope it's not. And that is a perfect place to end. My thanks, as always, uh, to Nathan Edge and to Clive Parkin. We will see them both um, in a week's time when we reflect on that game, of course, away at Warsaw. That, though, is sadly all we've got time for um, today. Can Mansfield Town then get back to winning ways as they head to Warsaw? On Saturday afternoon, can they keep that elusive clean sheet and give Clive and Nathan some points in the prediction league? If you want to play along with that, by the way, check out our social medias to search for MTFC Matters on Facebook and on Twitter. We'll be back in a week's time as we reflect on the Warsaw game and look ahead to the pictures forthcoming. For now, though, sorry we couldn't be with you live today, but we're still here anyway. So keep the conversation going on social media and we will see you next time. On the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. This is Series 5, Episode 8. It's called Battling a Charity Shop Jigsaw. Let's hope that Nigel Clough and his team can find the missing pieces at Warsaw on Saturday. Until next time, goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.